Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. How is everyone doing? Very excited for today's episode. First episode with a guest in a long time. I've been rocking these solo podcasts, which people have told me they've been enjoying. So thank you for all the kind words out there. Big shout out to the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. If you love this podcast, support it. Patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. And there's a couple different tiers but there's bonus podcasts there's past podcasts there's blogs sometimes they give away free tickets to comedy shows all that good stuff so i really appreciate that also subscribe to the youtube channel i'm also on tiktok too all right enough about me my guest is a returning guest probably one of my favorite people to talk to i'm not just saying that some people like like to kiss ass to their guests i'm not i really do have a good time every time i talk to this next guest so without further ado she's been on comedy central she's open for dave Chappelle. She's been on this podcast probably five or six times, which is her biggest credits. Everyone, please welcome Erica Nicole Clark. What up? Hi. Hello. Hi, um, I I'm love so this. happy to have you back. Oh, thank you. Okay. Your internet's okay. a little bit better. It's a little bit better. Before the mm -hmm. podcast, everyone, I, I will address this. There's some lagging on the video part on my side. Erica's moving like a person moves. I'm freezing in like three second frames. So it's real awkward. So if you're watching on YouTube, apologies. Okay. Please don't give me a hard time. All right. I'm very fragile lately. Uh, no, I've been pretty good. Erica, right off the bat, though, we've got some fun shit to talk about, but this is on my mind. I played poker last night with a bunch of comedians, people you know. And one comedian brought a deck of naked lady poker cards. Okay. Which, great, you know. Uh, right. But there was another comedian. Who he kept being like, why are you guys so excited about this? Because you know how to play Texas Hold'em, right? You know, you got the flop, so three cards come at once. And when the three cards come as the flop, all of us guys were acting like 12-year-olds being like, ooh, ass, tits, ass, this is great. You guys notice <laughs> that the tits are always queens? Any queen is just a full-on boob shot, right? Where, like, the ace seems to be a big ass right there. The king is a thong. Like, you know, we we're noticing a pattern with the cards. And the one comedian who will go nameless, um, Hint, has been on this podcast a bunch of times too. He was like, guys, we have porn. We're all adults who have regular sex. Why are you acting like eight-year-olds for these naked lady cards? It's kind of, well, it's exciting. It's like, have you ever, do you remember those pins that you would like click and the clothes come off? Yeah, those were fun. If you saw one of those right now, you, you still, I don't know. It's like. If I had I'm, one of those pens right now, I'd be clicking it for like 12 minutes. <laughs> I have porn and then uh, I've been watching Euphoria for the past two days and there's so much dick on there and I'm like whoa is there now see I want to watch that show because I've heard good things and yeah, I've developed a crush on Zendaya um, <laughs> who I've heard nothing but great things about Renee Gauthier who you, I'm sure you know she was a producer on Lip Sync Battle when Tom Holland did like the Rihanna thing that was like a pretty viral video and uh, she knew like a good year and a half before it was public that Tom Holland and Zendaya, that Spider-Man and everyone and MJ from the new Spider-Man series that they'd been dating for, they've been dating for like a good three years now, I think. Yeah. It is, uh, more than him. I was, I was, I'd already like, was like, I'm never going to watch that show. I'm never going to watch it, but everyone talks about it. So, you know me, I kind of wanted to watch it one time and then never watch it again. And then I stayed up uh, until I started at 11 at night. And I stayed up until 9 a.m. watching Damn. the first season. Isn't I, it nice? 
That should be your reason number one for not having kids. The fact that you can stay up all night and watch an HBO show. <laughs> Go to work. Yeah, it was beautiful. Watch HBO. But like you, I see what you're saying. It's like a fun novelty. Well, the analogy I used, seeing the naked lady cards, it's almost like the way vinyl <laughs> records are kind of getting popular again. It was a throwback. It kind of felt like an innocent time where it's like, ooh, boobs, this is cool. Or like, oh, she's got a nice butt. And we're all making comments. And we were getting a little graphic at some point. You know, some people were saying like, oh, my God, I just want to do this tour. And it's like, all right, calm down. There's nine dudes in one room right now. Um, <laughs> you know, Let's settle it down a little bit. But it was, I don't know. It kind of makes you appreciate that stuff. Like, I'm still going to be a guy who wants to buy a book. I don't want to read shit on my iPad or Kindle. I want to hold a book. And I, that's what I was saying. I'm like, someone said, here's a Blu-ray. Here's like 10 porno Blu-rays. Or not even do that. We'll do streaming. Here's a, sub a streaming subscription to a porno site of your choosing or a hundred Playboys. I'd be like, I kind of want to look at these hundred Playboys. Something old school. Yes. I would too. I kind of agree with you. Right, right. I like the old school stuff. I want women to get together and play poker with naked dick cards or naked <laughs> dude cards. The thing is, it's just like, all I guess, I mean, which is not true, but like, see, you guys could get like tits on some pictures, ass on some pictures, vagina, like all of our cards. Are vagina, just disappointing, by the way. Oh, there wasn't? Oh, okay. none. Very disappointed. I was. Not it bothered me. Oh, uh, that's like PG 13 cards. It's I not, know. I, I need yeah. to see a pussy picture. Yes. Yeah. Well, I thought about this for you, for the naked dude cards. You're right. Like we get options where women, like, I guess you could have one where it's just the dude's six pack or something, or just his butt. I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not into man butt. You like feet. We've talked about how you like feet. Yes. Thumbs up. So if you, if you could see a dude's butt <laughs> or feet, which are you choosing? Feet all day long. <laughs> so you, if you. <laughs> I like the scenario of you having sex where the guy pulls his dick out through his boxers. You know, you got the hole in, the, in your boxers yeah. and, and then he was going to take his socks off and you're like, no, 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 leave you take, or no, he was going to keep his socks on. But you're like, you take those socks off. I yeah. need to see bare feet. I can give a shit about your, your butt, cover your butt. Let's see those toes. I want to see the toes. Yeah. Let's see those piggies. And the worse that they are, the, the better. Really? You like ugly, dirty feet? Yeah. Not one about this, not dirty, ugly, okay. but I don't want like dirt at the bottom. That's that's gross. <laughs> that's that's good. Your, your boyfriend does he know? He obviously knows you like feet, yes. But <laughs> we, what would he be more offended by if a dude sent you a dick pic or a foot pic? Oh, a dick pic. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just saying because what, what if he knows? What if he's like, wait a minute, he sent you a picture of his feet. You must know you love feet. That son of a bitch. You know what I mean? He'd probably be mad either way, but yeah, definitely a dick picture. Okay. A dicture. A dick picture. I just combine that. Like that. I don't. You know, it'd be cool for the dick cards though. What? Like if it's like the nine of hearts, it's a nine inch penis. If it's like <laughs> eight, it's an eight inch. And it goes by inches. So if you get a two, you're like, oh, this sucks. And right. that's like you can read people's faces. Like if a girl picks, like she looks at her cards and it's a two and a three, you see her like, Ugh. <laughs> that'd be fun. I'm telling you, it's a billion dollar. We should make that. That's an idea. That's your idea. It's your dick cards. That's your. Like, I don't want to be, I'll be a silent partner, but Erica will make <laughs> these. You could sell them at shows. I get a percentage. I get a small cut. 
Are we the face of the dick <laughs> dick poker cards? Okay. I mean, I don't know if I could be. I, I have no problem giving away good ideas. I had this great idea that I'm giving out to the world right now that we were in the works of doing. When I lived in LA, about three or four female comedians, I had the idea and they wanted me to be like at the meeting. So I actually went to the dude's house, this really nice house of like a guy who works in the, in the world of porn okay. where it was going to be called women watching porn or something like that. And it was basically going to be like, Remember those that thing, Mystery Science Theater, where it's like two people watching these bad movies and making jokes as they watched it. It was gonna be yeah. like women doing that, um, okay. which is similar. David Tell had like a thing where it's like Dave's old porn and stuff like that. But this whole idea was gonna be like women watching it like in real time and commenting on what they like and didn't like, and right. you'd have guests on, almost like an interactive podcast and stuff like, um, almost like The View, but they're watching porn, you know. Okay. Um, and they were all like, "Well, what's your gonna, what's your angle gonna be?" I'm like. I could be like an associate, a producer that gets money and has not, I don't want to be on the camera for this shit. I don't want to be like, that guy's not cool. You know what I mean? That's not a cool guy to be. I get you. I get you. You don't want to be the face of the, uh, porno science theater 3000. Yeah. Well, it just feels like it'd be one thing if it was watching, if it was me and another dude, I don't know. It just feels weird. Like the idea was gonna be like a panel of women. And then like, what am I? The, the guy, I the guess guy. I could be like the guy who interviews them. And be like, what'd you think of this? Like the moderator. Right. It's weird. It's, I don't know. It's so weird. Cause it's like, everybody has like a distinct, like porn, like, like not like necessarily positions and stuff. Like there's stuff that like you like that, like another guy would be like, ew, no, like, like I hate uh, professional porn. I don't know why. Like, you know what? I overly produced. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Like everyone's perfect and oiled up and lotioned, and there's different camera angles. And she's like modeling for the camera. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't like when plot points are missing, you know, where they're <laughs> starting up a plot and things are heating up a little bit. And then right. all of a sudden they're banging and I'm like, no, there's something missing there. Okay. If you're going to try to give me a little bit of reality, you can't just go from, you know, like the, I saw one where like the guy walked in on the girl who was like getting undressed and she had a look on her face. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm sorry. And then he's like, God, you're so beautiful. And then it cut to her blowing him. And I'm like, what happened? He was fully dressed. Where did they go? There was, there had to be something there. You know, what happened? Yeah, no, I see. I'm in agreement with that. Normally yeah. black porn. Well, like if it's interracial, it'll be like six dudes coming to a lady's house. Yeah, your man owes his money. And then they just start. And she's <laughs> just like, okay. okay. I right. do love your joke about how like, <laughs> yeah, one porn's it, like step, stepsister <laughs> bank stepbrother on the steps. Yeah. So funny. Yes, that's how white porn is. Black porn is always, yes, black step. Black baby daddy fucks baby mama. For rent money or what was it? Or for drug money? For you had a whole other line. <laughs> yeah, for gas and blunts. Gas money and blunts, yeah. Do you remember um, Dan Ronan, rest in peace? Uh, for everyone who doesn't know, Dan Ronan was a Chicago comedian. I want to say he died in 2014 or 2015. At only 24, very young. Very funny. He had my other favorite joke about porn by the way i realized with the lagging on the video i'm gonna get into a weird spot we're talking about porn it's gonna freeze with my mouth wide open mid-sentence and it's gonna be like so porn 
you know, like, um, all gross. But he had a great joke about he was watching this one porn and uh, the girl's like cheating on her boyfriend or something. And the whole time she's like, your dick's bigger than my boyfriend's and you're hotter than my boyfriend and all right. this stuff. And then Dan's like, I don't need this as the viewer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. you know, we should, he, so then he started doing more like from the girl's point of view, you know what we should do? We should harass my boyfriend at work until they fire him. You know what? We should egg his parents' house. You know what we should do? His grandma once gave him this precious heirloom. We should throw it down the sewer. And it's like, just break up with him. You don't like him anymore. Why are you doing this? That's how the interracial porns are. Oh, you're so much bigger than my husband. Yeah, the, the black so is all the interracial is all the interracial porn them cheat people cheating. Is there it's not just interracial that. where it's like we met at the park and we want to have sex? No, it's not. It's all like right, and it's uh, a lot of them have like a white dude standing in the corner with like the smallest penis you've ever seen before. He's usually like crying. You know what I don't get is if you're that white dude. How do you get cast for that? What's the casting call? Hey, man. Need a white dude, very small penis. Who's the agent? Yeah, we're looking for a white guy, pathetically small penis, who's yeah. willing to get absolutely fucking humiliated. Um, that's right. Yeah. Like what? Oh my god! Like, yeah. imagine that's your IMDb. <laughs> like pathetic dick dude in the corner. Oh man. Cuckoid. That's yeah. no good. That's no good at all. Yeah, I don't get those ones. I don't understand yeah. how you get, like, I always figured it was just some dude. Do they mask the guy or do you see the guy's face? You see his face and he's crying. Fake crying. <laughs> how could you do this to me? And then there's just some some black dude with like a 14 inch dick just railing his wife. Yeah. It, it's very, just, I mean, but there's so many of them. That that's but why does that guy have to be naked? Why does the white dude have to be naked? Is he hard at least, or is he just laying, standing there with a limp dick? A limp dick, and he's just looking at it. Um, yeah, it it, could, it goes pretty gross. It goes pretty gross because when the dude, like, when the black dude finishes, usually the white dude like cleans it up. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But That's horrible. Not, yes. Jesus and Christ! Not, That's like <laughs> whatever, man. Some people enjoy that shit. <laughs> but that's that's horribly uh yeah demask or whatever i can't even think emasculating of it. yeah but i think there's some dudes who like to do like they like to be emasculated yes yeah i know i wish i could find them so i could do like a i would still do like a webcam thing and just like my friend had a dude who would clean her house and this was in new york he would clean her house naked and he just wanted her to talk very badly about him. Like, you're so stupid. You're so ugly. And then he would pay her. Really? Like 125 And she's like, he was a handsome dude. He just wanted to be emasculated. Like, talk about my dick, my balls, how stupid I am. Yeah. So there's what definitely. If what if he's swinging some pipe, though? Wouldn't she feel weird lying? You're like that's a piece of shit dick, but really in her head, she's like, it's a pretty good looking dick, dude. You right. know? Then, you know, she was like, it wasn't small, it wasn't like huge. She was like, it was a nice size, he was a nice looking guy, but that's just like, how he, you, yeah, just, yeah, strange. And she he wanted her to uh serve him lunch like in a dog bowl. He came over with a dog bowl, so she'd put like a sandwich and chips in there, and he'd eat it on all four. Very, very strange. 
respect. All right, teach their own. This is a judgment-free zone. I just realized though that like this podcast is not going to get a lot of ad revenue because YouTube's definitely going to limit its reach, which is fine. It's fine. Just eliminate the first sixteen minutes of this. Yeah, we'll first sixteen. But you told me you wanted me to look. What was it? People who were loved, like um. Yeah, I did want to say this though. You said fourteen inch. Someone shared an article recently on Twitter. Apparently, the big who knows what the biggest one ever is, which is such a stupid thing. Like there might have been a guy in the eighteen thirties who had like a twenty inch. I don't know. Um, which wouldn't be possible, of course. But there's a look up. Look up this guy. You guys go look him up. His name is Jonah Falcon, which is just insane to me that that's the person's name <laughs> that supposedly has the biggest one in the world. Um, <laughs> It's like supposed to be like 13 and a half or something. That's just, that's just stupid. It's ridiculous. And he even said like in, in the interview, I, I was curious. So I read the article in the interview. This, he said the most he's ever gotten into a woman was like a little less than nine, you know? So right. like, it's like, what's the, it's just a wasted space at that point. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. If, okay. I have a question. This is like personal. But if, if if a man with a penis, like if you only got in there halfway, can you? Would you be satisfied? But can you? I can tell you that off air. <laughs> There's some <laughs> stuff I can indulge on. Like I'm pretty open, and the listeners know that. But I, I I can tell you a quick little story off air. I think. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you want you you'd want. I don't the the full plunge is is you know that's better. Um, I I'd prefer that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. That's why I love talking about talking with you, Erica, because we never know where the conversation is going to go. I mean, we've I talked about. I could talk about '80s TV shows with you. I could talk yes. about weird fetishes. We could then talk about like sports. Um, yeah, all that fun shit. But what I did want to talk to you about, though. Uh, this is like a theme that happened off the last two episodes of the podcast. Um, well, actually the last podcast I did before Christmas, I got okay. COVID over Christmas. So I took like a little hiatus. I had just coincidentally talked about like celebrity deaths that got to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Betty White died and then Bob Saget died. So it <laughs> became this whole thing. And I noticed with the deaths of Betty White and Bob Saget, again, sorry for the internet lag, everyone on my video uh, side of things. You have two people in Betty White and Bob Saget. They were what I call universally loved, meaning right. you're going to be hard pressed to find someone that doesn't like them. Right. And so it made me think to myself, I need to make a list of five. I came up with five. I thought I could do 10, but I just came up with five for the sake of keeping the podcast you know, fun. Well, we could do, I'll give you my five. Maybe you got a few. You could tell right. me I'm wrong on mine or add to it, whatever. And I could do the same if you got your list. We could do five each celebrities that are universally loved now the one qualification was they couldn't be a mega star because betty white and bob saget were both famous but they weren't like massively famous right. like brad pitt or denzel washington or michael jordan like they're, they're not on like an insane level you know right. because that's what was fun about the bob saget betty white level where it's like the dude from full house freaking rose from Golden Girls, like, you know what I mean? They had a big level, but not like an obvious right. where the whole world's going to be crying about it, you know? Um, you want me to go first or do you have a name? Go first. I'll go first. I'll lead off. All right. My first one, Charles Barkley. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Or do you think he's too famous? No, I don't think he's too famous. I'm not sure if he's too loved, though. I think, like, 
I I don't know. You know, he's got like the gambling shit. He he can't. He said some like questionable things about like black athletes, but <clears throat> I yeah. I question I mean, Kobe had a couple things under his belt that weren't good. And then people were, I mean, he died tragically too. And like in his like 41, that's and the daughter thing too. You're right. I just think yeah. with Barkley, no, you make good points about Barkley, but Barkley's so interesting to me because he's kind of gone from like, everyone loves him to, Oh, do you hear what he said? What the fuck? And then a month later, those same people who are mad will be like, dude, I really agree with what he just said. That's a good <laughs> point. Like, because right. the other person I thought I was going to name was Shaq, but I feel like Shaq's yeah. almost too famous. That's what I was thinking. That's one of my people. I was going to say Shaq. Shaq. I guess Shaq we could put there because even though he's really, really famous, right? He's not. He never reached Jordan or LeBron status. Right. 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 Yeah. So he's like he's another person that yeah. Let's talk about Shaq. Then. Yes, I love. I I was a huge fan of Shaq when I was like junior high, high school, like when he first came into the league. Um, yeah, I used to watch all the Orlando Magic games with him and Anthony Hardaway. Uh, yes, I was a big fan of him. I, I think that he's like the lovable. I like him because he was able to figure out post-career, you know, like yeah. he owned like a thousand fucking restaurants. He didn't go broke. He's never gotten like a DUI. Or, you know what I mean? Like in that regard he's different than barkley where barkley had a few things like that i think you know he like punched a guy at a bar and all that but that makes me like him more actually i'm you know (laughs) with Shaq, you make a good point um his post career and there's always a story Shaq has had this throughout his career i feel like Shaq and keanu reeves are two guys where keanu reeves was someone i couldn't have named i guess he's pretty good right he's that's a good one. But those two guys, I feel like every few months I hear a story where it's like Shaq was at like a, you know, some store and paid for everyone's shit. Right. Not everyone's, but he saw like a mother in need and was like, what do you need? It's cool supplies. I got you. And then pays for it all. And, and there's like, some story about Keanu Reeves was walking down a Manhattan street and saw I needed help with a dresser and helped me move a dresser. <laughs> and then he bought me lunch. And now Keanu Reeves and I are best friends. Like, you know, there's always some story like that. Right. right. No. Yeah. That's right. Do you think Johnny you know Depp like too? Okay. I'm sorry. What'd you say to me to cut you off? Do you think Johnny Depp is like that? Oh, Depp. Yeah. You know, I do like Johnny Depp a lot. He's kind of remained in this weird secrecy thing. Yeah. Johnny Depp's one of the last movie stars. There's been a shift I've noticed over the last maybe decade where mm-hmm. to be a mega movie star, you wanted some secrecy about yourself. You I wanted think- to be like, yeah, right. You were living in Hollywood Hills mansion way deep in the hills, or you lived in Paris the other half of the year, like in a <laughs> villa or so, I don't know, there's an Italy in a villa or just you, you lived in your boat or you were in Idaho chopping wood. Like you were a weirdo. Right. Now these celebrities with like Will Smith and Kevin Hart and the rock we know every detail. I know Mark Wahlberg's bedtime. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we know so much about them now. And right. that was one of the last people to be secret. Yes. I don't like that. I think like how you were talking about earlier about like how old shit is becoming new. Like, I think like, cause you remember, you probably don't, well, you probably remember this, but like, remember how like people, you would have to buy like people magazine to like learn about somebody's life or you know what i mean like you didn't see like now it's like right how you said kevin hart i can go on his instagram i can go on his twitter i can type kevin hart in youtube and see 
probably over 5,000 interviews with him. Like, I think everyone's so saturated and people feel, I, I, cause I think it increases your chance of uh, saying something fucked up. You know what yeah. I mean? No, that's very true. What happened to Kevin Hart with the whole Oscars thing, you know? Right. Um, yeah. It's almost too much information. Johnny Depp's interesting that you brought him up because, you know, he had that whole thing where he was accused of beating his ex-wife or girlfriend, and then it turns out she was the one hitting him. Right. Uh, and there are still people. This is what shows how, like, dangerous misinformation could be. Every now and then I'll hear people or I'll see, like, someone say, fuck Johnny Depp. And then someone's like, no, you mean fuck Amanda Heard or whatever her name is. And they're like, what? And then they have to be educated on the fact that he didn't hit her. Around. Yeah. yeah. Right. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, I like Johnny. Uh, I like Shaq. So you what think- does he add about Shaq? I'm sorry. I wanted to add about Shaq. He remember he had those Reebok shoes that were like twenty five dollars yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the '90s because he didn't like the fact that people were getting beat up over expensive shoes. So I thought right. that was a cool move. Um, Stefan Marbury did the same thing when he started that like those Stephen Barry like uh, stores yeah. where everything was real cheap. So I kind of respect yeah. that. You know, I mean, I never bought those shoes. They were ugly as hell. But oh, I still. <laughs> it's like I like the concept, but you bought you made the ugliest fucking shoes. So um <laughs> we made the shoes look like Jordans, then maybe. Then maybe, right? Um, all right, I got another one that I think's pretty obvious. Dave Grohl. Okay. Does anyone not like Dave Grohl? I feel like universally across because like it's got to be across different people. It's not just the white people or not. Just, you know, I don't want celebrities that just white people like, or just black or just Hispanic people like, or Asian, you know, you want it to be across the board. Like, again, I really feel like Betty white. Everybody was like, fuck, not Betty. It's, you know what though? Okay. And I'm Why not, do you know someone, you know, someone who hates Betty white. I don't hate Betty white, but like, um, okay. So I did this thing, uh, over the summer and like kind of, couple months ago, I watched every Golden Girls episode, like on Hulu, right? Yeah. Every single one. They are like really, really funny. And it's like, it. they're so funny because if they were aired today, they'd be like, oh, cancel. This is offensive. You know, somebody would say them, but they're really funny. But on the show, Betty White is, ah, she just, she's, she's irritated. She's. No, I've <laughs> heard people say that. Someone said it. Maybe it was you, Erica. You were like, okay, it's been a week. Love Betty, but can we all admit her character was the worst of the four? It's the worst. She throws off the comedic rhythm, you know? Um, oh, it's, it's really frustrating. And every person I say that to, they're like, no. And then they'll watch a couple and they'll be like, oh, she kind of does. Yeah, it just, ah. I mean, but I'm like, I know it's not her fault. She didn't write the character. She's acting. So, you know, whatever. Everything well, else just like her because she was a good person, she was cool, you right? Know what I mean, she's she very like, funny in real life, yes. I like that. She there's always stories, there's never one story of her being a bad person, you know. What I mean, she was anti racist in the 40s, which is like insane. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not insane, there were those people existed, but like you know, you never heard of very few celebrities you heard of going out of their way to do the right thing back in a time when they could have easily just been like, not my problem, you know. Um, <laughs> Right, so, uh, so that's where Betty and then Bob Saget as comedians. You and I have heard like just so many people being just completely crushed. I never met the guy, but he had an impact on everyone. Dude, there are stories from people being like, I opened for him once, and then just in passing mentioned my dad was a little sick. He sent me a message two weeks later, being like, Hey, how's your dad, by the way? Like, 
Right. He's like that kind of guy, you know? Right. That's, yeah. I, um, he's another, I, I, do you think that those people are, I, here's my theory about Bob Saget. I think cause he's attached to our childhood. Like, That's I mean, it. like a, uh, innocent like Friday night Full House or Sunday night America's Funniest Home Videos. You know, like he's a so I think like people who are attached to our childhood in some way uh become like I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think. No, you're but, right. I mean yeah, because it's like a part of like something that you thought would always be there isn't there anymore. Right. You know, and it reminds us that we're getting old. We're right. aging. It's like, like, oh no, not not him. Like that makes us feel like now we're dying. Like the people we used to see are dying. Yeah. Like I've I was would... like go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think I would I would probably like because Kobe made me like for like an hour probably the saddest I'd ever been about like a celebrity death. Um the only person other than that, I could think of would be Will Smith. Oh yeah, like, I would be sad if Will Smith died. I like Will Smith I'd, a lot, I'd be especially especially if he was like killed. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. like just you know what I mean? Like some drunk driver hit him. I'd be like, I'd be crushed because it's like uh, one Will Smith. I I have a cousin uh, who looks exactly like Will Smith. Um, you know what I mean? Like. But, you know, it's like, I remember Will Smith, like, lame rap career. <laughs> I remember Fresh Prince. I remember every fucking part of his life. And, like, yeah, if he was killed, like, I would be unbelievably crushed. Oh, I'm thinking about if that happens and they do, like, a montage of all of his work, how yeah. sad it's going to be because he's got some sad, like, Robin Williams' montage of him when he, after he died was just oh. crushing. Yeah, you know? see, Williams, I was really sad about, and because he of the way that he died. Like I was, how about when when you were in um, like high school? Can you remember any deaths that like was like? Um, junior I, high I couldn't. I asked this question of people recently. the The first celebrity death that hit me hard was Chris Farley. I wasn't in high school. I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. That one okay. I remember hitting me pretty hard. Like, cause yeah, I'm like, Tommy boy, no, you know, he's um, <laughs> such a big fun guy. You just think of people like that living forever. Cause they're such big balls of energy, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I think every generation has that person, you know, I know for my dad, I was probably well, when he was a really little kid, JFK, I think he was like nine. And I think the whole world, everyone remembered that, but right. um, well, there's a bunch of assassinations in the sixties, Jesus Christ. But like, as far as celebs, <laughs> right. What's that? Big people. Um, <laughs> I remember my whole like, ah, oh, damn! I think I had to be a freshman. I think my whole school, like, I remember going into the bathroom and girls were on the floor crying when uh, Kurt Cobain uh, committed suicide. Like that was like that was always the first one. To, like, cause I I really was a big Nirvana fan, but. I wasn't like a Nirvana fan. Like I'd never gone to a concert or anything like that, but I liked their music a lot and I would listen to their music and like, I'd buy like Rolling Stones articles to read about Kurt Cobain, but I didn't share like my love for him 
maybe because I'm black. I, I didn't share it with other <laughs> people. I was just like my own private. So it's like when he died and like to see like girls cry, like it was like, oh, I didn't realize how big he was until like I saw it on MTV, like of like people in Seattle. Like, yeah, I was just like, that was the first one that like really been like, oh, damn. I really, yeah. I guess in my head, in my innocent head, I didn't realize the drug problems he had. You know, I didn't, I didn't know about heroin and all that shit and depression. So he hit me hard. Tupac hit me hard. You know, I'm, Tupac and Biggie's, I remember more than Kurt Cobain's because I got into Nirvana like after Kurt Cobain died. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, my parents were divorced and I had babysitters um, like every day. I'd come home after school. I had a babysitter, some teenage girl. And one of them was into Nirvana. And then that's how I kind of did. And she was like, I remember really sad. But then the rest of my babysitters were more into rap. And okay. so the whole Tupac Biggie thing we heard about and we we're like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, I remember telling people that like my music history is weird because I had oldies in the car with my dad. So, of course, like, you know, Beatles and Rolling Stones were big right. and everything. And then I had babysitters who were playing like salt and pepper, right? Like <laughs> salt and pepper, I should say. You don't really say salt and pepper. That's the whitest way to say it. Do you like you heard that song Shoot Bad Duke by Salt and Pepper? Now there's a third member named Spinderella, but her name isn't incorporated in the name. She's, well, yes, it is. She's the in. It's it's you have salt, salt and in pepper, pepper. So she's the spin. And, I get it. Yeah. They get their full names. Salt and pepper. Y'all, exactly. Right? I'd be like, fuck. No, no. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. I'd be like, can we come up with a name with three people? I know. <laughs> I'm back here creating the beats. You two are up there rapping slow. Come on. <laughs> right. Um, so. But you don't think Dave Grohl would be universal? I think Dave Grohl would be pretty universal. Foo Fighters, dude. That's him. Right? I think they're, even though they're not super popular, Dave Grohl is one of those people. I mean, they are popular. Yeah, he's lead singer of the Foo Fighters, drummer for Nirvana. He's drummed for Tenacious D. He's popped up in all sorts of comedy sketches like on SNL. He would pop in on him. He's got like that Justin Timberlake effect. Timberlake might be universal. Although some yeah, people yeah. get mad at him for not sticking up for Janet Jackson enough. But I feel like if he died, they'd forget about it. She wasn't as <laughs> mad at him as some people were. Um, yeah, that, that's always funny. Yeah, people are more mad about it. But I'm like, yeah. I think they planned it, the two of them. I 100% think they planned it. And I think yeah. when things went left, I think he was like, Ugh. but I yeah, don't, I mean, he's not Martin Luther King. I don't know what you thought he should see. Maybe he should have been like, we planned it, but yeah, whatever. Or he should have been like, if you're going to ask me to perform, you better ask her again too. Or maybe she didn't want to. Maybe she used that as her exit out of the spotlight. You know, for right. all I know, Janet's never been happier now that she doesn't have to show up to shit. Right. I don't know. <laughs> But to me, it's like uh, besides Prince. I mean, well, who? What other, what other halftime show do you remember? None. No, I remember. Yeah, Prince's. I remember. I remember. <clears throat> I remember one with Slash. But who the fuck was he with? <laughs> was he with Britney? No, because he came out from underneath something and started playing along, and it was fucking cool. Um, but yeah, you're uh, right. It's just Prince. You forget so many of them. I guess right. I remember the Lady Gaga one where she was like, she jumped off. The yeah, whatever the hell that was. And Bruno Mars, like they always try to get like very 
internationally liked people, but I feel like they missed the mark a little bit. I mean, it sounds like a show that, yeah, it's, it's a hard show to pull off unless you're like a prince who it's like, he doesn't need all that big flashy shit. It's like, I'll just play the guitar (laughs) and sing these hit songs that people love. Right. Yeah. Uh, Um, Well, Prince is a good guy too. We're talking about like the celebrities that stay hidden. Prince is a dude that like didn't grant a lot of interviews, didn't. So that's why Prince he he kept that mystique. So when you saw him on stage, I remember one time watching going on a YouTube rabbit hole where I saw him on stage, and then my brain had to be like, he's just playing the. He wasn't even like it sounded good because he's an amazing guitarist, but it wasn't like. I think it was just the aura or of Prince where you're like that's fucking Prince. Like he just kind of has that. He just has the aura, like how Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize Chappelle did say that. Well, he's right. Chappelle's right. He has an aura. He glow. <laughs> right. right. So I'll dunk um, on you and make you pancakes. Yes. Yeah. So I was uh yeah, I'm trying to think of all these decks. I was yeah, I Prince was sad to me. I was more sad about Michael Jackson. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. Chadwick Bozeman was very sad to me. Yeah, that was sad to me. I mean, I've said to everyone, just the way he carried himself where he didn't tell anyone about it. You know, he kept yeah. that to himself because he didn't want people to pity him or whatever. Yeah, that sucks. Because I, I was a big fan of his. There was a television show called Justified with uh, okay. Timothy Oliphant, and he was just in an episode. But I remember it because the episode came out in 2013 or 2012. Mm-hmm. I just saw the episode. And then a couple months later, the Jackie Robinson movie came out. Okay. And I was like, where do I know that guy from? I know that <laughs> the guy who's playing Jackie Robinson, I know him from something. I looked him up like, ah, he was on that show I like. That show Justified. That's a real cool show. And then I saw, uh, you know, I'm a big baseball guy, of course, and a big Jackie Robinson fan. Um, I wore number 42. Uh, and so I went to, I did, that was my high school baseball number. Uh, I went oh. to that movie and he was great in it. And then so he was just a guy that always was like, okay, you know, Chadwick Boseman. And it feels like he was always playing someone in a biopic. And then I got really into Marvel over the pandemic. Like when Black okay. Panther came out, I never saw Black Panther in the theaters. I didn't see a lot of the Avenger movies in the theaters, like any of them. Um, I mean, I'm not a that's on Disney Plus though, so I was yeah. able to see it all on Disney Plus. And right. then I remember watching one of them where he was great, and maybe I watched Black Panther again, or I watched like Infinity War where he's great in that too. And then like the next day, it was announced, you know, Chad Bo- Chadwick Boseman died, and I'm like, what? Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he right. died. Right. No, he comes back in Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? He's not dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, I am not a Marvel fan, so I I have not gotten it's into amazing. Them. I really think it's something that you'd love. Here's the thing: you like episodic stuff. You're always getting into TV series. It's like it's like that, but for movies. That's what makes it so cool. It's it's called the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Every movie connects with another movie. So right. even if it's a standalone movie where you're like, oh, I'm just watching Captain Marvel, the final okay. scene, they do like these post-credit scenes. Like all the credits are within, there's a scene and you're like, oh shit, this person's talking to this person now. And they're all like, they do such a cool job with it. I mean, I, again, I only got into it because I had all the free time, but like start with, <laughs> you go to Disney Plus, they have them in chronological, chronological order. So you could like, all right, Iron Man 1, pop it in and then- right. And you could watch it in the order and then catch up. And I don't know. I think, I think they're more than superhero movies. They do a really good job. Like, again, they create a universe. So you kind of know, like, oh, this person connects to this person and that person. And they did a good job with it. It's impressive. 
I will watch it. Did you ever watch um, Split? Like you seen Oh, I, I wanted to see it because I like that that Scottish actor James McAvoy. I think he plays yeah, him. You gotta see it because I well I don't want to ruin it for you. All but right, you, I'll see. It. You gotta you gotta watch Split and then you he if you jacked for that, didn't he? Huh? Didn't that actor get kind of jacked for that? Did he get like kind of ripped? I think so. You gotta see it because it's there's a surprise. So no one's ever told you what the twist is in Split. No. Okay, so it, I'm not going to tell you, but it's surprisingly attached to something that you're going to be so happy. <laughs> when someone, you see I, <laughs> excuse me, I got this was someone hinted about this, but I haven't seen it. And so, yeah, I'm going to get on it so I can talk to you about it <clears throat> next time we're at the club together. Um, yeah, no, I only bring up the rip thing because I was telling I was talking with a bunch of comedians. I'm like, dude, whoever gets these celebrities on these workout regiments. They need to sell that. That could be like a thing where it's right. like, you know, get the Chris Hemsworth body when he plays Thor or get the fucking whatever. Because these dudes get jacked out of their fucking minds to play these roles. And some yeah. of it's got to be steroids, though, too. It's got to be. Or right. like, um, I mean, I know this is fucking 40 fucking years ago, but, um, you know, my dad used to share with me, like, what they did to get him in shape for Rocky. And he's kind of like... I. I could not sustain that longer than like the film shoot. Like if I wasn't getting paid, like, cause it was, um, it was really basic. Like his workout plan. It was like a thousand sit-ups, a thousand push-ups, a thousand pull-ups and a six mile run. Um, all protein diet, just tuna, bananas, chicken breast, whatever, uh, and vegetables. And then at night, Six mile run, push ups, sit ups, pull ups. It was very basic. All water too, right? They just drink water yeah, essentially. Water, um, you know, and so he's like, it's it, he's like, you can do it for you know six weeks and stay cut and you know someone's paying you, but just to be like that, like there's no fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. That sounds impossible. That's <laughs> like rough. Wake up and eat tuna, you know, and <laughs> just like fucking yeah. It, it's I'm like right, like so. And it's like, I, I have a friend, she used to work for uh, Us Weekly, right? And she was saying how she used to do the health and fitness portion like uh, of celebrities. And she'd be like, you know, they tell her all these lies, but then they'd be doing like cocaine and getting surgery. <laughs> you know, they'd just be like, I eat, you know, a pretty good diet and work out three times a week for 20 minutes. <laughs> Bullshit. Like, really, bitch? You also do cocaine and head surgery. So, yeah, cocaine's great for, you know, cutting weight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to cut weight, appetite, you know? That's yeah. why I love that dude, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because he got really ripped and he goes, It's really easy. Anyone could do it. All you need is a 24 hour chef, a 24 hour nutritionist, a uh, personal trainer. Like, he just basically said, You need to spend all of this money. Um, and you'll be good to go. Like it's anyone could do it. Like he was joking that not anyone could do it. You obviously need a studio paying for these people. Oh, I have a question for you. You get two. You got to think of two. Okay. If you're filthy rich. Okay. What are two personals that you would have? Like personal chef, personal trainer, personal hairstylist, stylist maid nanny what would you what would be your two 
things that you would just like. Okay, chef. Okay, yeah, that's they got, mine. They'll, they'll take the whole. They'll feed my whole family too. It's not like they're just going to feed emails. So I think personal chef should be on everyone's. If not, they're crazy. Yeah, um, that will be the greatest fucking. Can you just imagine just being like, oh, you know what? Make me up some roast chicken and <laughs> you know, or they're just making shit anyway. Oh, very famous. excited about that. A personal chef would be. <laughs> Now I'm going to feel like a failure if I never get a personal chef. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> but the number two one, mm-hmm. uh, personal driver. Oh, it's a good one. Because think about it. You don't have to ever have to worry about drinking and driving. And think about all the lost time when you're driving a car. And you're looking you're for driving. When you're in the back seat, you could be emailing, writing stuff down, reading a book. Although that hurts. That gives you a headache in the back of a car. But like, I don't know. Personal driver seems kind of nice. And they have to be with you wherever you are. And as a comedian, think about it. You're bouncing from Laugh Factory over to Zany's, over to another show, and they're just chauffeuring you around. That's a good one. Because personal trainer, I don't know. That one would be pretty good. But then if you've got a personal chef, you're already eating right. Right. I could like if I'm already eating great meals every day, but getting myself to exercise part isn't going to be as hard. Because I'll have good energy from the good food. Exactly. And then you and the food I imagine will taste good too. Right. and then I just, what do I got to do? Do some push-ups and get some dumbbell curls going, you know, curls for the girls, tries for the guys, keep it tight. That's not going to be too hard. <laughs> and then per- plus some personal trainers, man, they're, they're going to be looking over your shoulder all the time, you know? Right. And like, I would, I think I'm going to go with the same two you picked. I would guess because I'm a girl, I would do hair stylist. Stylist um, is pretty good. But, uh, so like the hairdresser, and the chef but now that you bring up driver i just think about how great i mean just think if you're just like oh shit i forgot to get this from walgreens and you just go outside yeah. and the dude just waiting <laughs> yeah that's amazing or like you know you're at one place and then you find out hey everyone's going over to this place instead and instead of being like fuck i gotta wait for an uber now you're just like yo monroe i don't know what you'd call your driver <laughs> Let, let's go you know Monroe, let's go. All right, cool. You know, it's crazy though, Erica. I've got just a couple more names and it was around out the podcast nicely. This one I was going to say for the end, but you had mentioned your dad, and a lot of people might not know Erica's dad is Mr. T. I have your dad on my list. I think he's universally loved, and I don't want him to ever die, of course. I hope that never happens. You know, Uh, I I don't want to get you sad. I think about him dying only in the sense of like, not dying as in like, oh, you know, he's sick or something. I just think about like, uh, I would turn my phone off that day. You would have just to. Yeah. Because I think people, I, and it's just like, I, it's like if my dad is on a commercial or even if he goes to the grocery, if someone sees my dad, they have this need to tell me. And I, I, I guess I get it, but I don't understand what the, it's not like he's not missing you know i wasn't like hey, where's my dad I was like, I, saw, I saw him at jewel i'm like oh okay because i don't i don't know what to say back but it's like um even if i post my dad i always get random dms of people being like he was so influential to me and a kid and i'm always like oh thanks it, I, I, I i guess i'm an asshole i don't know what to say no so you're not I, an asshole you just don't know what to say I, that's a I, tough thing i appreciate it I just don't know how to go back and forth. I'm just kind of like, okay. That's well, completely normal. And I, by the way, I think you would be right. It, if that day comes 70 years from now, 
you just you have to turn your phone off that day because turn it he's gonna he's gonna trend and you're gonna see posts all not just from friends but from strangers it'll be all over um so that's yeah that's a tough thing to deal with uh yeah it's, no, it's great your dad's impacted people in a positive way but i understand i too would be like cool i'll right. maybe remember to tell him this like i don't know what to say tell him this one and it's also funny i see on the internet a lot um sometimes they'll do it where they will say stories that are just it's probably like the bob saget thing maybe bobs are true but there's stories that i'm like that is so not true you know what i mean like they'll say a good feel good story about my dad and not like he's an asshole but i'd be like that's that is not true (laughs) at all you know what i mean they'll be like yeah you know, uh, Mr. T suffering from debilitating allergies, cut down his tree. Like that's that's not why he cut down the trees. He, <laughs> he didn't have allergies. He just couldn't see people jumping over the fence one night, and he was high. Um, <laughs> and then our neighbor got mad because he cut down trees, so he started cutting down more. And <laughs> just to piss him off. <laughs> feel great. Not a feel good story. Uh, so it, uh, it's like some about his jewelry and stuff. I mean, like, um, it's like all these stories where I just I don't know where they came out from. And uh, I mean, they're not bad stories, so I hate to burst people's. Uh, yeah, sometimes you want to keep that legend going. Right. Uh, like, oh, you think he gave away all his gold? Okay. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll let you believe that. <laughs> I just so, realized I'm guilty of doing that to you. I'm pretty sure I sent you a picture once of like a Mr. T cereal that box or something. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did that once. So I'm, I'm one of the bad ones too. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's like even when I was younger, not even like younger, younger, but like in my twenties when like I'd meet people, I never, I sometimes forget if that makes sense of like how big he was. But when I would invite people over to my house, like, you know, there's like pictures because some I had a guy friend who came into my house and he's like, what's with you guys' fascination with Mr. T? Like, you just saw a picture. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, and I'm just like, oh, it, that's my dad. And like, he was freaking. But it's like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I hate there's like a certain age group of people who I know will freak out about that. Versus like other age groups, like teenagers won't, but then like little kids will. So it's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, that's. I, I can't imagine what it'd be like to have a parent as a celebrity. That's something that very few people could relate to. That you're you you one day go through. Right, or one like him, but yeah. So right, I didn't even think of him. Yeah, he's gonna. Be- so let me ask you this: if. Yeah. If you know, if you know me and you were doing a show at the Laugh Factor, and he comes out to it, and you're like, "Hey, Dad, this is my friend Joe. What yeah. am I supposed to call your dad? Would I call him Mr. T?" Yeah, most people say yeah. Like okay. every person I've ever interviewed, he'd be like, "Oh, hey, Joe, nice to meet you. You do come, you know, whatever." And then like most people always get that weird like, "Yeah, uh, hi, Mr. T." Like anytime someone said like acceptable to him is mr t or t like there are people you know my dad's name is lawrence i've definitely seen people be like hey lawrence how you do that that gets a bad response (laughs) some people are weird with their celebrity like uh the professional wrestler cm punk used to come to a bunch of comedians you should know shows so like i've met him a dozen times (laughs) 
and yeah nice dude but people would he either wanted to be called punk or his real name phil uh um, right so you know colt cabana pro wrestler in front of the podcast you know great guy mm-hmm. he likes to be called colt he's cool there or he doesn't i've heard people call him scott and he doesn't mind that either um hannibal introduced me to um skrillex once i like okay. how it's frozen like i'm like i just saw a ghost that was terrible freezing a uh, freeze frame there um yeah so it, hannibal did this show for like it was like the red bull holiday party um, okay. around christmas time and it was the worst setup for comedy this he's just yelling his jokes at all these people who could give a fuck because they're all hopped up on red bull they work for red bull <laughs> and hannibal's closing line was hilarious because he was like my agent or, or manager was like hey do you want to do stand-up comedy at the red bull holiday party and i'm like perform for a bunch of fucking douchebags hopped up on red bull like no thank you you know that's what hannibal was saying i'm paraphrasing a little bit and then right. his agent was like oh they're gonna pay you in one night what a mechanic makes in a year he's like all right i'm there yeah let's do it <laughs> so i think he got like 60 grand for the one gig or whatever it was um yeah and so skrillex was the closing thing it was hannibal and then there was some artist i never heard of and then um skrillex so when we went to back in the green room it was me byron bowers and i think okay. babylon and okay. maybe one other dude, l jackson and we're all just kind of back there and hannibal mentioned like yeah skrillex was probably coming through so i don't know he was just like you know so you might see him i was like oh yeah cool um and then hannibal went to get some so skrillex walked in and he's like right next to me and why did the freeze frame on that all right uh fucking this camera like killing me everyone and so he was like right next to me and he was cool he introduced himself he's like hey how you doing man i'm sunny and i'm like oh hey i'm joe nice to meet you and then he's like cool and then hannibal came in and then you know people are talking a little bit and then when hannibal and then when he, the guy walked away i said to hannibal i'm like wait was that skrillex and Hannibal's like, yeah, Dove Skrillex. And I'm like, well, he said his name was Sonny. Right. And then Hannibal's like, well, he's not going to walk around going, hi, I'm Skrillex. But in my brain, I'm like, he fucking should. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I know you. Right. Um, and again, if I met your dad and he was like, please call me Lawrence, I'd be like, no. No. Mr. T. Okay. I'm calling you yeah. fucking Mr. T. And, and that's how it's going to be. So I'm glad your dad's already like, no, you call me T or Mr. Yeah. T, which is great. Mr. T, yeah. That, that always gets the favorable response. His family, you know, my mom called him Lawrence. It's probably, uh, his mom called him Lawrence. Every His brothers and sisters call him Truck. That's his nickname. So that's um, a cool nickname. Truck. truck yeah. <laughs> this is a running back. They used to say Truck over everyone. So yeah. Um, so that's his. Uh, nickname but um yeah mr t i'm curious let's look up uh, uh real quick if i can what yes. um all right hold on i'm gonna look up mr t and you can tell me if it's true or not okay <laughs> hold on and this is gonna be fun oh what the fuck sorry this is bad podcasting right now because it's, it's all right. waiting on yeah Waiting on your is your hand. dad is your dad five foot ten? Yes, true. Okay. That's true. All right. Usually they lie about celebrities' heights. Yeah. Okay. He's a little bit taller than me. Yeah. Does he weigh two hundred thirty six pounds, or is he a little probably. heavier now that he's older? Yeah, then he's older. Yeah. So I was probably in his prime. He was. Yeah, when cool. his prime, he was like two fifteen. Yeah. All right. Was he uh, born in nineteen fifty two in Chicago, Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> Are you just the Wikipedia? Yes, he was on May 21st. Yes. So it's Lawrence. And how do you pronounce that last name? T-Row. T-Row. Cool. 
it's like almost like a Louisiana name. Do you have yeah. family from Louisiana? All right. Age 69. Nice. All right, cool. Very good. <laughs> I am on his Wikipedia. Under personal life, it says his daughter is a foul mouth stand up comedian. It says a foul mouth? Does no, it, it doesn't say that. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Wait, is this part true? What? Obviously, no judgment in here. Is he a born again Christian? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You okay. Should judge. I guess so. Yeah. Not that there would be, but I feel like sometimes born again Christians get like a bad rap of, you know, being, what are they, overly preachy? Is that their thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really so know much about it. Three children, two daughters, one of whom is a comedian. It does say that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah. How about it? All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, this yeah. is hilarious. In 1987, he angered the residents of Lake Forest, Illinois, by cutting down more than 100 oak trees on his estate. The local newspaper referred to the incident as the Lake Forest Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yes. The thing you were just talking about. All right. That's pretty great. Yeah. All right. Most of this stuff's probably pretty accurate. Right. Or, or ish. You know what I mean? Ish. Yeah. He cites Muhammad Ali as his childhood hero. Mm, I don't think so. You know, that's true. Okay. So he's never ever said that. <laughs> okay. He says his favorite position is doggy style. Do you know if that's <laughs> true? I'm just joking. Sorry, that's horrible. I don't know why I did that to you. I'm a bad guy. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> My mistake. I'm gonna call this segment true or false about Mr. T with Mr. T's daughter. Let's see how quickly I could creep her out. All right, two more celebs. <laughs> um, two more. Okay. See, I went the really big route. I went oh yeah. Too big, but I said Will Smith, uh, Denzel. Yeah, too big because I feel like those are people who 100% you're going to be like, Yeah, we're Bob Sagan and Betty White. We're quite, I got you though. I got you. I get, I get what you're saying. All right, give me another one of yours, and then I'll have to think of somebody. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Elaine from Seinfeld, and that Veep show was super popular. Right. And she said Night Live. Yeah, then, she's on SNL. Yeah. So she I feel would like be no like, one hates her. Right. Yeah. She would be like, uh, oh, um, what about like, um, like, mm, what do you think about like Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler is a great one. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I almost, he's borderline of maybe he's too big to qualify. Okay. Um, whereas I'm trying to think who would be like a close, like, I'm trying to think of someone else from that, that SNL era that wasn't yeah. as popular. You know what I mean? Because he wanted to be like a big movie star. So I'm trying to think to myself, like, would it be? Um, well, Norm Macdonald was a good one. People were really most most people were pretty bummed about Norm Macdonald. Not everyone, but a lot of people. So I don't know. If, no, I don't think Norm Macdonald was universally loved, but close. Right. But the people who loved him really, really were like, oh, shit. Tracy Morgan. I think people would be really, really bummed. We almost were. Remember he had the yeah. car accident. Yeah. I don't know and people that, who don't like Tracy Morgan, right? <laughs> right. What about Black was really like, popular. like Tina Fey or something like that? Tina Fey is going to be, people are going to be pretty broken up about Tina Fey, I think. Um, right. Her career has been pretty quiet the last couple of years, I think. I haven't heard anything big out of her. Um, my last one, I think, is a pretty good one. Oh. Um, Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy. Oh, my God. I would die. See? Because he's attached to my... Childhood, even but he also comes into this one era too because the modern family. But you don't understand, like he was like, 
okay, because I'm older than you, but this was my Sunday night, right? I forgot what the first show was. It was some bullshit, but like in living color would come on, right? See, I remember watching this too, but and then Married with Children would, you know, it was just like the perfect fucking hour. <laughs> like I think now know, everyone, real quick, we're in central time zone. So Married with Children was at, at seven. Everything in Chicago that's on eight o'clock in New York or LA is seven o'clock here for whatever reason. And then 7.30 would be kind of a... No, I'm wrong. 7 o'clock was The Simpsons. Yeah. 7.30 was <laughs> like a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some random show. It was, yeah, Tracy had a show. And then there was like the Larry Sanders or Gary Shandling show. Gary then Shandling. it was like Parker yeah. Lewis Never Wins. Um, <laughs> oh, I just love that show. <laughs> and then in Living Color was the final hour. Because Fox yeah. didn't do local news back then, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At least so, on a Sunday, they would have. So I think yeah. Living Color was 9 to 10. It was an hour long. Yep. And that and, was and, so good. Yes. And that was my favorite like block of time. Because it was like the it was the last, it was like the naughty, it was Married with Children and, and Living Color. And uh, did you ever see when they blended episodes and they, well, not blended episodes, but Ed O'Neill was on a Living Color? No, I never saw that, but I'm going to look that up on YouTube now for sure. You've never seen it? Oh, no. you're going to, it is pretty funny. They they have the thing, they, they're playing the game, The Dozens, right? Which is like a roasting game. It's him and Jamie Foxx. They're they're making it like Jeopardy, you know, like yo mama so fat for five hundred, but it's it's Al Bundy versus Jamie Foxx. It is really, really, really funny because they're they're straight improvising, so and they're trying to get the other person to laugh. It is really like that was like the highlight of my Sunday one night. Like oh my god, Al Bundy is on fucking in loving color, but yeah. Okay, so, here's a question for you. I got to see that, but here's a question for you. Besides that sketch, what was yeah. your favorite like character or sketch from In Living Color? Okay, so here, this is not going to be light, but when I first watched In Living Color- Let me guess. There's a small dick white guy in the corner, and <laughs> his wife is just getting- I'm joking. Go ahead. No. Okay. <clears throat> so when I first watched In Living Color, right, it was the funniest thing ever, and then I like rewatched it. And it's weird. It's not as funny as I remember it because a lot of stuff is topical. So it's like, I don't remember the story anymore. Oh, you know, okay. like they'll say some joke about like Mike Tyson, like that stuff you remember, but like they'll say some joke about somebody and it's like, Ooh, I don't even remember that news story. So, um, so when I was a kid that, you know, everyone liked Fire Marshal Bill, like, cause Jim Carrey was my favorite. So I was a big fan of, uh, Men on Film, um, which is so inappropriate now. Have you ever seen those? When it's like Damon Williams and David Allen Greer, and they're like, yes, gay they were men. gay guys, and they did hated it. Yeah, I do remember that. Those were hilarious. So there were two gay film critics. Yes. And if they if they didn't like a movie, they go hated it. Women's movie, like Pretty Woman, hated it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a sketch that's still really fucking funny today. Um, so Jim Carrey was great on that, but Damon Williams was my favorite. Or Damon Wayans, I'm sorry. We know Damon Williams; he's the local comic. <laughs> but Damon Wayans, um, yeah. homie, homie, the clown was yeah. so funny when he would yeah. whack the person. Said, "Homie, don't play that." That was yeah. such a big thing. And remember, there was like a guy running around Chicago dressed like Homie the Clown that people were like, he's. Like kidnapping kids, they're doing something horrible. And everyone's like, be on the lookout for Homie the Clown. It was like, man, and kids were like, oh, it's Homie the Clown. I'll go with him. 
He was abducting kids dressed as a beloved and living color character. Why are you going with him? Um, yeah, so. Gary Clown, get away. Uh, yeah, yeah. Men on film. Um, yeah. Uh, I like. Do you think that'd be bad now, that Men on film sketch, because it was two straight guys like acting like flamboyant gay guys? I I don't know. I, the, I don't know. The, like, if somebody or it was because they were shitting on women's stuff, too. <laughs> the thing is it's so I, I don't know why it's if you just watch one if you google one of the men on film like it's so they had a formula for everyone that's why it makes me laugh because you kind of anticipate what they're going to do all movies that are starring a woman a woman they're going to hate it right and then ones that start men star men David Allen Greer would do like the most disgusting description of the movie. He'd be like, it's two men and their balls are pressed up. <laughs> like, oh, it, he does the grossest description of men's movies. Um, so it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if people would cancel them now or would it be like inappropriate? See, I hate it though, because no matter what, it's still fucking funny. Like they don't say anything offensive, but they are acting like flamboyant gay men. But yeah, it is. All right, I gotta check that out. Tickle you, yeah. Look at uh, look Ed O'Neill, Jamie Foxx, Dirty Dozens, and you will be pleasantly surprised. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. I got a little YouTube, and I gotta watch the movie uh, Split. So I got some homework. I'm glad you gave me some homework. Euphoria. I've got I've got some stuff I gotta get into. L euphoria. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet ten dollars you're gonna be very happy with the uh connection at split. You're not you're gonna be like, what the fuck? And then okay. it's gonna make you wanna watch uh part the the entire trilogy. You're not gonna, right, gonna realize you're watching a trilogy. It's gonna it's okay. like some screen shit. You're in the part of a trilogy, yeah. Damn, that's cool. I'm gonna have to check that out tonight. Yes. You know what I did want to, the final thing I wanted to talk to you about, and thank you, Erica, for coming on the podcast to talk about <laughs> universally loved celebrities that would be sad when they die. Um, I, I, You had a post recently about someone saying to you, are you sure you still want to be brought up as someone who's open for Dave Chappelle? You are obsessed about knowing who said this. I know. You wouldn't tell me who, which is fine. You don't have to tell me who. Yeah. But I was like a little curious as yeah. to like, and it, the, the, how did the, that go down exactly? How did it go down? You know, when people are asking you, hey, what do you want me to say? You know, like, yeah. shit. And it's like, um, I usually would say Comedy Central and, you know, open for Dave Chappelle. I think that's easier. I, even though, like, just for last shit, you know, whatever. I'm just like, that's easier, you know. Um, and then they were kind of like, do you really want to do that? And I was, I was kind of like, wait, what? Like, I, I didn't catch what they were saying. Like, do you really want to keep the whole open for Chappelle in your? That's kind of like, yeah, that's not really. You sure you? I'll just say come, and I was just like, say I open for fucking Dave Chappelle, please. Like, don't. <laughs> you can say I were open for Louis C.K. I don't give a fuck. Say I'm on tour with R. Kelly. I don't give a fuck. Say what the fuck you <laughs> to say, which is. I open for Chappelle, like, cause she's like, he, he's not very loved right now. Like, and I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like it, I, people can have their opinions. That's fine. 
I think Chappelle is one of the greatest comics ever. And yeah, uh, it's not an open forum. And it was, you know, so I don't open forum, right? And uh, yeah. he's not running for Senate. I am not his opinions don't affect anybody um terribly. He didn't rape anybody, he didn't get a you know, kill anybody in a car crash. Um and to say I open for Chappelle is a huge accomplishment, you know, and I'm not going to, I just like your unapologetic being like, Fuck bitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what I fucking told you to open for. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> right. Fuck. right. I mean, that's something that I really wish people could get over. I'm, I'm not saying like, you can't have your opinions and you can't be offended by um, what Chappelle said, you know, be offended whatever the fuck you want. It's your life. You could do that. But in the same regard to act like the way you feel is how everyone else feels. Right. so like tone deaf and ignorant like right. whenever people bring up louis ck I, I, there will always be a comment here there where it's like i can't believe this guy still has a career i'm like oh you can't believe someone with a big fan base still wants to pay tickets to hear him do comedy why is that shocking to you <laughs> well right. these venues shouldn't allow it and in my head i'm like okay yeah he did some bad stuff um but is he not allowed to do stand-up ever again like that, that, that that's a part of like the cancel culture thing that I don't like that. It's just like, I, for whatever reason, I mean, I, obviously I'm eliminating like, you know, right. You know, crazy shit. Obviously. You know? Yeah. To me though, that's convict culture. If you rape right. or murder or molest or do pedophilia shit, you should be in jail the rest of your life. You know? Um, and even if yeah. it's like crime stuff where, I mean, maybe you could argue it was indecent exposure by Louis. There's been so many different stories about what exactly happened. Yeah. Some people say he blocked the door and, and the other people are like, no, he didn't block the door. The women even said he didn't block the door. They were just more like, what the fuck? I think the biggest crime Louis did was having his manager basically threaten the careers of those women to keep that shit under wraps. That was right. the worst part. I mean, obviously the jerking off was bad too, but <laughs> the women even said, I read, I remember reading the thing. They go, he asked us and we laughed because we thought it was a joke. That's and then he what I started doing it. Oh, that's what I read too. And then he yeah. did it. Um, but right, I don't think um yeah, it's it's like people act like they're su surprised, right, that he has fans. It's like sixty-two million people voted for Donald Trump yeah. <laughs> in twenty twenty, even with all the bullshit that they heard. I mean, people think differently. Yeah, he's gonna still have a fan base, right? Like well, what um, makes me laugh too is that if he was a plumber and had done this, would people be like, "Are you really <laughs> going to let that guy work on your toilet?" <laughs> he should never be allowed to be a plumber ever again. It's How like dare he think he could go to someone's bathroom and tighten some pipes? Like I, that's right. the thing with comedy. I mean, I guess comedy is more prestigious and all that. But in my brain, I'm like, again, unless you murder or rape or you know child molest, which is rape. Um, right. They always want to take your platform. They want to take your job. It's like Kevin Hart with the, um, you know, he made the jokes about like if his son was gay or something like that. He made the jokes 10 years prior and had apologized 10 years prior to the, for the jokes. And then it's like some fucking suburban mom, it, like all of a sudden now it's being brought up when he's doing the Oscars. And you know, I used to think it was suburban moms, but Erica, I think it's, it, hipster women in like oh, a yes. Logan square type neighborhood more oh, than yes. some mom in Schaumburg. Yeah, you're right. It's 100. It's, it's progressive white women who think that they're like saving the world from, and it's just like from somebody who made a stand up joke in 2006 and then apologized for it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's my thing. I mean, he, he acknowledged it was a dumb thing to say. He owned up to it and move on. Like that's, there's just like, you know, I've been trying to really preach mental health more and more because I think it's important. You know, that's a nice silver lining of society nowadays. More and more people are being like, yeah, let's be better to each other and all that stuff. But this, the people who are so quick to be like, pointing fingers at people going, Oh, what you said was terrible. What you said was terrible. They consider themselves mental health advocates, but I'm like, are you thinking about the torture you're putting this guy through right now? This one baseball blog guy, he uh-huh. like, uh, he said something that was kind of dumb, like where it really made it seem like he didn't understand how baseball players unions work. But either way, he then tried to be like, Hey, look, I had seven episodes of my podcast where I'm totally on the player side. Listen here, listen here, blah, blah, blah. And people still kept piling it on where I'm like, what is with this need to just gang up on someone. Don't you feel bad after a certain point that it's a thousand people writing nasty things on this guy's uh, thread? Like, it just seems like, they just, I don't know, I feel bad. It's, um, it's like, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Yeah, they want to, it doesn't matter. It, they want to jump on and then like can't. And the thing is, they're so intent or about ruining this person's career and like getting them removed and having them lose their job or whatever, their source of income. And then like a year later, they don't even remember it. They, yeah. I mean, like they don't even fucking remember like a tweet or like, a, Oh, that's what I was reading. I was reading this person. Uh, it was a white woman. Cause I found her on Twitter and then I wrote her because this made me so angry. Um, but they were going over the whatever Rolling Stone, whoever ranked the top 20 comedy specials of all time. They ranked it like 10 years ago and then they re-ranked it recently. And then she wrote an article about each ranking. And number one is Eddie Murphy's Raw, right? And I, were we talking about this once ago? I was talking to her about a comic. Because she, her review on Eddie Murphy's Raw, which I think is one of the best stand-up things ever. I think you and I were talking about this. I can envision us uh, upstairs yeah, at the laugh. Years later, you can watch it and you can still laugh. And she goes, well, some people can still laugh, but I can't laugh. You know, or 10 years ago, it was given an A plus. I give it like a B minus because of its opening joke, which is so offensive and so racist. Or so offensive and so whatever, which is the joke is that Eddie Murphy doesn't, he says, I don't go to uh, San Francisco anymore because when I go, like there's a phone call, instead of saying gay, he says fag or whatever. And he goes, when I'm driving, they always pull me over and he's like, I'll be driving and I hear like, woo, woo, woo. And it's it's not the cops. It's just a gay dude sitting on a car going like, woo, woo, woo. And like, that's his opening joke. And she's like, it's so terrible. It's so offensive. He's so out of touch with like all this stuff, but it's like that was filmed in 1987. (laughs) His whole rest of his thing, you you get what I'm saying? It's just like yeah, you're putting 2021 or 2022 standards on something that's from 1987, and you're negating that this is the funniest thing ever possible from a 24 year old comic at the time, you know? And it's like that's what people forget. He was 24. Like You're 20, right. He was such a phenom, you know. Right. He was at one point the biggest stand-up in the world, the biggest television star in the world because he carried SNL. Yeah. I mean, he was on SNL at a time where like it almost got canceled because the ratings were low, but he was like a one-man show. The rest of that cast was kind of pretty weak, if I recall. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he he bridged the gap between Belushi and them leaving, yeah, and then and the new cast. 
and then yeah. a new better cast coming a few years after that. He's a trifecta. He's, he got the stand up, he had the movies, and then he, like he's on. That's why I think he stopped doing stand up. I think he just got so burned out that yeah. him making and every now and then they're like, he's going to go on a big 30 city tour and make this epic comeback. I, and you and I have talked about before, I don't want him to. I almost, I want him never to come back because in my he, brain, they, you will, I don't want Jordan Wizards, even though Jordan I, and the Wizards was still really, really good. It wasn't Jordan on the Bulls. And that's my thing with Eddie Murphy. I don't want anything. I'm like, dude, you already had this amazing run. You retired from stand-up at 25, you know what I mean? Or whatever the hell it was. And you'd put out two specials that weren't even, they were concert events. They were like, you could see it in a movie theater, his special. It wasn't like you just stream it on Netflix or HBO or whatever. You could literally go to a movie theater to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, it was nuts. Right. And you did it one at 21 and one at 24. That's ridiculous. Right. It's just so like in my head, I'm like, don't fuck with that. That's that's perfect. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they were saying and my my dream, that's one of I think I told you that 2020. That was we talked about we we were on the podcast and we talked about 2020 goals. Or maybe we're and then a fucking pandemic happened. I was like, I want because Eddie Murphy announced he was gonna go on tour and I wanted one show with him just to open one time. And then open from when he was here in Chicago. Because he was going to do just four cities that were definite. L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, New York. And I'm like, if he comes to Chicago, I will shoot and kill the entire comedic. Like, no one else is going up there. <laughs> no one's going to be like, hey, Eddie, you know, pow. Here, here I come. But, uh, yeah, then the pandemic happened and stuff. And- well, I mean, uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy, I don't know where we were at the start of this. Are you talking about the opening for Chappelle and all that? Um yeah, I don't want him to come back. I don't want Eddie Murphy to come back, that is. Um, yeah, I think the last point I was going to make about the Twitter, can't, you know, the argument is whether or not cancel culture is real because guys like Chappelle and Louie are still rich. Sure. And, and some people become bigger. Like that Shane Gillis guy who got SNL in four hours that I got fired, he's probably bigger because of that, you know? Right. People I now know. know his name, right? right? I never heard of him before he got that. And right. we're comedians, you know? Um, so we're in that world. But I think the thing about everyone jumping on people and that mob mentality is for a lot of people who do that, Twitter is the first thing that they feel like they're part of. Like I'm a part of something on Twitter, you know? And that's what, that's the feeling I get, which is like, Hey, it's great. Maybe you were never part of something before and you feel like you're part of something now. And because of that though, they don't put themselves in the shoes of the other person. And again, we're clarifying the you know rapist murderers all them tweet at them all day and tell them you wish they were dead that's great but random right. people making mistakes here or there or even having an opinion that you might not quite favor this idea right. of just being like guess what i i know i've seen this tweet has nine thousand replies all negative i'm gonna be nine thousand one. like why i just feel like and, and even if i agree i remember when i read the person's tweet in question you know, the baseball guy i remember reading it being like this is a dumb take but i didn't feel the need to be like i need to tell him it's a dumb take i need right. to spread the word that this is a dumb take and, and right. you see people do this all the time joe rogan who i, I nothing against up until like the covid stuff because i think he's gotten a little batshit about it but before mm-hmm. that i no, i heard nothing but good things about the guy before i think he's a great ufc commentator i don't really mm-hmm. watch his podcast but I, I, I check the clips the clips here and the clips of his podcast here there and i've enjoyed them enough um but like he shared something on Instagram the other day where it's like 
the world's getting crazier and crazier. And I'm like, because you keep sharing this dumb shit. This <laughs> thing. This was written by, I don't even know this publication. What is this? Like someone shared it with you because they right. knew you would get a kick out of it. Where it was like some guy said, oh, California couples should give away their babies for free. I know some dumb thing where it's like, first of all, that would never happen. That's not a thing. That's what the internet's <laughs> filled with. Things that are not a thing. Not a thing, yeah. Someone's Remember there was a picture of six dudes wearing rompers? You know, like a romper, like that female clothing, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a, there was a picture of six guys wearing it. And they all had man buns. And I remember for the next week and a half, I couldn't believe how long it lasted because normally things die out quickly. <laughs> Everybody was like, the male romper. Can you believe that's a thing? Oh, this world's You're pathetic. I'm like, not. it's not a thing. You've never seen it. You've never seen it before. The only people you've ever seen wear it are the six dudes in that fucking picture. That's it. <laughs> six out of six billion. And you think it's a thing. Stop. We got to stop doing that. Right. And the it's Joe so Kilgallen podcast. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. <laughs> You're going to be big one day. Do you have any 2022 goals since we did the 2020 goals two years ago? No, I want to, I want to, you know, record a special, you know, I want to do it finally, just get it fucking done with and, you know, see what's up with that. And then, um, um, yeah, that's it. I just, I want to start having fun with it instead of having so many like goals and like check. I, I do a thing where I make a checklist and then it's not fun or I'm not leaving stuff up to chance. Like, yeah. I did some stuff in 2021 that was like, um, you know, I opened for some people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. That was like, mm. well, you know, I wanted to do it. I did it. Yeah, it, it wasn't. And then I got unexpected stuff like Just for Laughs, you know, that was much more fun. And like, so I want to leave stuff up for, you know, I just. Just want to see where things could go. If I really push myself and really write new material and step out of my comfort zone and go out of town more, kind of see what there happens. I like that mindset. That's called uh, like if you love the process. Yeah. Then you're, then you won. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you can't control the results so many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, the idea of if you just focus on getting better every day and and being more open to new stuff, and obviously have goals. Like my goals are just to get better every day and I want to perform in as many cities. I want to build an audience. And just if I keep working towards that, then everything will fall where it may. Instead of being like, I want 20,000 YouTube subscribers by right. September 1st. And then if it doesn't happen, I'm bummed out. Or right. if it does happen, your brain goes, what's next? Exactly. Like, it's not don't even like, get into this what's exactly. next, what's next. And then it's just, yeah, it, it takes the joy away from it. Right. It's not even enjoyable. Right. <clears throat> and yeah. And All right, Erica. Yeah. Okay. Thank you as always for doing the podcast. I fucking love talking to you. You're the That's best. Yeah. Is there anywhere you want people to follow you? Um, yeah, Instagram, Erica Nicole Clark, uh, Facebook, Erica Nicole Clark, Twitter, comic Erica Clark, uh, TikTok, Erica Clark, twelve twenty. Yep. Just search uh, Erica Nicole Clark, everyone. You'll find her on all those things. Support her, follow her. She's amazing. <laughs> Uh, you guys are amazing for listening. Thank you, everyone. I hope you had a great week. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers. Bye-bye.